Hello and welcome back to another episode of Coco's Corner. A show where I invite my friends right here at Toothless Studio to talk about everything creative and uncover all the different creative scenes of Metro Manila. So today we have a special guest. All of my guests are special actually. Uh, but we have a special guest from, uh, from UP Diliman. A.K.A. Miko Del Rosario. A.K.A. Miko D. What's up? What's up, bro? Welcome to Coco's Corner, man. I love guy. that intro, man. Let's That's go. That's a beautiful intro. Uh, so yeah, uh, just uh, just for y'all information, Miko again was is another friend of mine, one of my day ones from uh, UP Diliman from when we were in college. Different courses though, uh, but I'm glad to have him uh, here today. He's a he's a director. You know what? Actually, I'll have him introduce himself because. There's a lot of stuff that he does. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. What's up, guys? My name is Miko Del Rosario. I am a VFX artist. I am a CGI artist. I sometimes direct. But then, yeah, mostly I do VFX, 3D, post-production work. Yeah, I've been a fan of Young Coco for so long. Hey, hey. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, dude, I'm glad to have you on the show. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you for coming through. Thanks for inviting me as well. Yeah. Uh, first question. How are you? How have you been doing? I've been great. Yeah. I've been nothing but great. That's solid. Yeah. Uh, pandemic was hard, but then I'm great. We back, <laughs> we back working. We back grinding. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, I know this guy. He, 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 he's a hustler. Like, this dude… Whenever I try to like talk to him, he's always doing something. So, you know, I'm glad that you took time out of your day to be here. <laughs> Appreciate that. Of course, man. Um, so, just to get into it straight away. Uh, one question that I have for you. Um, again, me knowing that… Me knowing you for the past like what? Four or five years? Actually, seven. Has it been seven? 2016. Okay, seven. we're old then. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess it's been that long. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't… I also… Again, it's like a theme with whoever I meet. It's like I always know them from a point before they became what they became. And I didn't yeah. really know you as a VFX artist in Viscom. Yeah. So, I guess my question is how did, how did you get into uh, VFX in general? Well, actually, when I met you in Viscom, I was… What was I? I was into animation, I think. I think that was the path I wanted to go, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, animation. It wasn't like super like, oh, clear cut. I'm going to do animation. Yeah. But it was one of the things that you were yeah. interested in. We didn't know what we were going to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Back then. Exactly, exactly. But then, no, I knew I wanted to get in the VFX industry way before I met you. Like maybe grade school. I wanted, like, I saw some things in the movies with my dad, like yeah. way back. I knew I wanted to get in that industry somehow. But then in college, it sort of died down. It was like a dream that like just died down. Yeah. And then pandemic struck. And then the company I wanted to work for had problems basically oh. during the pandemic. So like I didn't really know what to do. I wanted to pursue animation. That's, what, that's one thing. But then I had so much time. I had no job. I had no money. So I tried VFX again. I tried learning 3D again over the pandemic. And that's when like the passion sort of came back. Yeah. But then I sort of knew that like somewhere down the line I would want to go there. Yeah. But then it like it was like an out of nowhere thing that within the past 3 years that it's now my career. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, you don't really know. So like right. basically no 
never thought about it in college that I yeah. wanted to be a VFX artist or a CGI artist. Yeah. It just randomly like the opportunity came that I had time to learn it again and yeah. hone my craft again. And then now it's like two years later, it's like that's all I do now. Yeah. W- would you say it started with the whole 365 project that you did? Uh, the dailies. Oh, yeah. Was that 365? It was 500. 500. <laughs> my bad, y'all. Hold up. Wow. Wow. Can can you explain okay. about it? Yeah, sure. So, like I said, when I was after graduating, I wanted to work at this company. I'm not gonna name drop it, but then I was technically hired already, and then they had problems during pandemic because it was I graduated right at the start of pandemic, so my Same work yeah, yeah work life everyone didn't know what was gonna happen with mm, our work. That's facts. We all didn't know yeah. what was happening. So, I had so much time, like. To do anything I wanted, like, yeah. but I was a like a I was a broke, fresh grad. So what I did was I decided to take the sti- the time to learn, three D and VFX. So one project that I thought would be nice was to do, something in three D every day. My my initial thought was like I'll post on my Instagram, like once every two days. So I made, like, art. Once a day, every like no, once every other day, for a week, like with like only like what fifty followers, like mm. only my friends, my family followed me, and I just mm. like I didn't have any other intention other than to learn. Yeah, because I was starting from scratch. Yeah, and then after a week of doing every other day, I sort of fell in love with it. Mm. I was like, this is so much fun. Yeah, so I tried to do every day for a month. Wow, like at the start, my initial goal was a month, but then as I kept going, I was like, I'll just keep going until I get bored. Ended up passing a whole year of doing one artwork a day, every day, and then I was thinking of stopping right at three sixty five. Yeah. But I thought like five hundred sounds cooler, <laughs> so I was like, that's just a few more months. I pushed for five hundred, and the thing is that initial project was for me to grow as a three D artist. I didn't really intend to get work from doing that. So my initial plan was after 500 days, I'll build my portfolio and start looking for work as a yeah. freelancer this time. What eventually happened was as I was doing those 500 days, work started coming to me from posting every day. I remember a conversation that we had before you finished the 500. And I was just like, I was like, bro, like, you know, where did this come from? This is kind of crazy, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and you were already at the, like, in the middle of that. You were telling me, dude… Like, I don't know what's happening, but it just seems like work's just coming yeah. to me. You know, yeah. like, there's people calling in. That's just a testament to how good this guy is. No, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, no, but that's great. Like, you said you started off with, like, 50 followers that were just, like, your friends and, and, and family. Where, where is it at right now? <laughs> I know that um, as I was reaching the five… Like, I was at, like, last three months. Mm. I was sort of stuck in this… Amount of followers. Yeah. And then nearing the end, I sort of got my style. Like, all my artworks looked a bit different every day. Yeah. But then nearing the end, I sort of… It had a Miko style to it. Yeah. So I think that's what people sort of got attracted to. Yeah. It like… Last few months, my reach boomed like crazy. Yeah. Like, I remember on the 500th day, it got like 6,000 likes. But I'm not sure if that like… 
I know people who do this as well that get like what 50,000 likes. That's big for me. And yeah. I really didn't see that coming at all. And I'm really blessed like to have that amount of followers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I had no intention to get any followers at right, all. Right, right. I just wanted to grow. Yeah. And then that came after. Yeah. I think that's where um a lot of the greatest stuff is like born where you kind of just do it for yourself. You do yeah. it you do it for the intent of like oh, I'm going to do this to grow, etc. Cetera, et cetera. I'm going to do this for me. I want to try this. I want to try learning something instead of like I'm doing this to get traction. I'm doing this to 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 gain yeah. some sort yeah. of following. That's where the best stuff. And if you if you do that to to, to gain following, it's okay, right? Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's not. It's a choice, right? And if you're successful at it, then yeah. good on you. Good, good yeah. on you. Yeah. But you know, that's like that's really cool. That's very like um, organic. And now, like now, it seems like you're branching off from not just doing daily artworks. You're you're branching off into everything. Everything, I guess, VFX related, where you're doing music, etc., mm. etc. Um, tell us about how you got into that. Well, I guess in my path of pursuing like CGI, I wanted to be in like the film industry, like movies in general. Mm. But then I knew somewhere down the line, like I'll be able to grow if I start with like music videos, mm-hmm. small stuff, short films, music videos. So I know that like the movies dream I have is gonna be like a long way, long time coming. So I was thinking after I do the 500 days, I'll try and get in the music vid industry. But like I said, what happened, like people were contacting me like, hey, we need some CGI for this music vid. Yeah. Would you like to help us out? And then I really didn't see it coming that like I could start it right away. Like being in a music vid project would come right away. And then after that, sort of, they kind like, I guess… This not really small, but like this small amount of people kind of knew that like there's this one guy, yeah, who knows how to do 3D, yeah. So they would say like, "Hey, get this guy," and then another music vid would come, and then they'd tap me in it, mm-hmm. and then it would eventually grow to bigger names, I guess. Yeah, bigger clients, you know what I mean? Yeah, actually, um, I'm I'm curious, like, if you could name some of the artists that you worked with, <laughs> I mean, like. Can I? Am I allowed to? I think you are. I think I think that'd be kind of cool, like just so that the the folks at home who are also thinking about it, okay, get uh, an idea of. Well, I guess the very very first music vid that I did was for Nadine. Uh, Nadine Lustre. Yeah, Oof. that was like my first experience in directing, and then concept, and then producing the music vid. I didn't produce the music vid, but actually making the music vid because it was yeah. entirely CGI. Yeah, no, no. I, I think I've seen that video. It's um, it's Ma- Mashi Bayid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Mali, crazy Mali. Yeah. Shout out to you, Mali. Shout out Mali. Yeah, that was my first music vid ever. Because like officially, like officially, yeah. Because I just graduated that year, also, I think. Mm-hmm. And then after that, a few months later, I did stuff. I did a few things for SB19. Shout out well. SB19. Shout out SB19. They're huge. I mean, it's SB19. Congrats on the New York yes. uh, tour, bro. <laughs> yeah, congrats. Yeah. And then, yeah, I guess uh, recently I did something for. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say it, but I did something for Muse. The there this there's this band in the UK. 
Yo, I saw that on your story. Yeah. That is insane, bro. Like, thank you, thank you. dude, Muse. We're talking Muse. <laughs> Muse. And M-U-S-E. Thing, M-U-S-E. Don't get it. Don't get it twisted. M-U-S-E. And the funny thing is, I was a huge fan of them ever since I was small. Yeah. Because my dad is a huge fan. So I knew them for so long. And then when I got it, they just DM'd me on Instagram. Not the band, but like their manager. DM'd me on Instagram and they said they want a piece for their new album. Dude, you can't imagine how how many nights I couldn't sleep from like shivers. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's I think literally that's... like aside from the whole music video stuff that you've been doing, the whole Muse connection was literally just through posting your art on IG, yeah, right? Yeah. Actually, technically everything I've been doing professionally is connected to doing that 500 a day. So would you say that was really like the in like the the catalyst to everything? Yeah, yeah. I'm very proud of getting myself to do 500 a day. Yeah. Like not 500 a day, 500 days. Yeah. But like I feel like I wouldn't have pushed through farther than that because my work has been getting extremely heavy. I wouldn't have time to do it at yeah. all. Yeah. So like the I guess the pandemic was the perfect time for you to like it was kind of like you were in an, like you were incubated into or like what's the word like you know dragon ball no um okay well <laughs> there's this thing called a hyperbolic time chamber okay but if that makes sense to you apparently you were stuck in a place where you could do anything that you wanted to do and you had all this time to to fi- figure anything out without consequence yeah yeah right? i guess i was blessed then i was blessed with having so much time the right. pandemic is not a blessing at all like i just want to make that clear but like yeah definitely wasn't I guess making the most out of what you have. Exactly. Like the programs I used were all free. Like the 3D program I'm using is free. It's a blender. The the photo editing f- program I use is free. It's called GIMP. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> GIMP, dude, I still use GIMP. I don't use Photoshop. Actually, Loki boo Photoshop because they're like hella monopolizing everything <laughs> and it's expensive. But but GIMP, I don't know about GIMP, bro. GIMP. About- Dude, it's like top tier. I swear. Gimp. I'm not sure about that. But oh, yeah, no, I mean, flamed. dude, if he can if he can do everything that he can do on, on GIMP, that's yeah. that's amazing. So anyway, um, yeah, this this actually makes me want to ask, like, you kind of, in my opinion, belong in in a niche, right? The way that you said it earlier. Right. Um, there's always just one guy available, one guy available to do VFX for 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 music videos, et cetera, et cetera. Do you feel like you being, in my opinion, a pioneer in this field of VFX um, is motivated by trying to push the industry forward for other Filipinos to try to get into the VFX? I would say, like, yes. I am not sure about the pioneer thing. Because I'm, I'm, de- like, I'm definitely not the first. But then, yeah, I, I get what you mean. Yeah. By, like… It's not like what I've been doing is not something you see every day. Yeah, definitely, all. definitely not. Yeah. So yeah, I, I guess I somewhat agree. But like, it's definitely a part of my drive to like the reason why I did the 500 days is so that I can become like a VFX artist, a CGI artist in yeah. the future. There are people who do it. Like I know like three or four people in the Philippines who's also been doing daily artworks, like daily renders. And I, I'm not sure about them. I'm not. I'm not even gonna say their names, but I'm a huge fan of them. I hope you guys are watching. I know who you guys are. I'm a huge fan of your work, and I'm not sure if like 
Because I know that some of them have other jobs to pursue. Yeah. From in my case, it's tied to my path in my career. Yeah. So if ever someone asks me, like someone asks me if they, I can help in their music vid, it's an automatic yes for mm-hmm. me. But like, because from the start, I knew I wanted to push for VFX. I wanted to push for CGI. And I know it's like, I know the Philippines is really, really good in VFX. Like in fact, like majority of the companies all around the world, they're like, a good percentage of them are Filipinos. Really? Yeah. Because we are good in this craft. And I know I'm not the only one. Yeah. I'm just, I've just done something that not everyone has been doing. That's why my name is sort of spread around. Yeah. A little bit. Like, yeah. I'm not saying I'm like the best. I'm far from the best. For sure. I know like thousands of people in this, in the Philippines who are like way better than me. But it's also because I knew where I wanted to go yeah. from the start. And I'm still learning. I'm still, yeah. I'm still like at the very bottom in my opinion. And I just, I know for a fact, because I sort of dabbled in every aspect of the VFX and in the CGI. Because it's a very big, broad art style. Yeah. And I know for a fact that like, we can do everything. We can definitely achieve anything we can we want yeah in film or in music vids it's like you can trust everyone in this industry that knows what they're doing yeah for sure and i just want to push for more ideas mm. so, so so that we can sort of like showcase yeah the filipino talent yeah. you know what i mean yeah. i just like i'm pushing for more opportunities for vfx to be shown even more yeah you know what i mean so right. if there's like a music vid, I'd like to push for more VFX. And then like I'll get the team of people I know yeah. who can do it. Yeah. Stuff like that. The last episode basically of uh, Coco's Corner. Was it Nina? It was Nina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah I know yeah. Nina. Yeah, yeah, Hi, yeah, yeah. Nina. Um, so like, I don't know. There was this… Um, I don't know what we were talking about. But it was… Uh, oh, it was about rap. Rap, okay. It's like… For me, I don't care if there's another rapper who's rapping in the same vein as me. Because… If we get more people to do like music in general, that is that is good, you know what I mean. It doesn't become me versus them; it's me with them. Yeah, exactly. As, as a collective effort, exactly. To, to, you know, to, exactly. to try to build things up, and I, you know, I, I guess you're. That's what you're saying with VFX, right? Yeah. Where you don't view another person as somebody stepping on on yeah, your feet. Exactly. It's, it's more like, hey, let's do it. You yeah. Know? I've made, I've made like five or six friends. On Instagram, like, because I post my artworks on Instagram, and I've made, like, yeah, like five or six friends who contacted me and said that I also do what you do from the Philippines. Right. And we became good friends. And I've worked with some of them already. Like, some of them became really good friends, basically. And it, I didn't, there was absolutely no jealousy or like, no, like, you didn't get, feel like there was a competition. Yeah. You just, we just bounced ideas off of each other. Mm. And like, some of them are saying like, I also want to do dailies because of you. And I don't say that. Like, I don't feel at all like, don't copy what I'm doing. It's yeah. like, please do it. Yeah. Although I will say like, sort of tangent. If you want to learn, I think dailies are like the, hard, the bad thing to do. Really? <laughs> yeah. I sort of got so burnt out. Like, <laughs> it, beca- it sort of felt like a chore after yeah. like a first hundred days. It, 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 you will learn. Like, you will grow every day. But it's like, I feel like there's like, maybe do one a week. That's like the perfect thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dailies, like, I don't know. It was just me being crazy. 
But I mean, you need to be a little crazy to do something like yeah, yeah, 500, yeah. right? And, and I'm proud. Like, I can't yeah. even believe, like, because more than a year has passed since I stopped. And like, yeah. I can't believe that I managed to do one a day for 500 days. But yeah, that's, crazy. that's, that's just a quick thing. Like, maybe don't do dailies. It was like, it was pretty hard. Miko tips. <laughs> do once a week. Maybe not every once day. Once a week. Yeah, one a day. It's it's a good thing. But like, I don't know. That's, yeah, maybe yeah. it's, maybe only I had our time. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, I guess try what. Try, try yeah. the lemon. Right? But yeah, going back, yeah. it's like all the people I met that are that are in the industry became really good friends, and mm-hmm. like we love each other's ideas. Yeah, I'm doing a music vid, and then this other dude's doing another music vid. Yeah, like we sort of don't see it as like who's gonna do a better job at the VFX. Right, right. We like we even bounce off ideas. Like, hey, I gotta do this. I gotta do this like car explosion scene. How am I gonna do it? And then I right. help him. For a music that he's doing completely I love different that. I love yeah. seeing that. But yeah, I mean like… Um, since I don't understand a lot of this VFX stuff… Uh-huh. <laughs> um, what does a day look like for you? When I was doing dailies or like… Let's, say, let's just say now as now. Rico Del Rosario. <laughs> okay. Hmm. So it was like recently… Because right now I work, I work with, a, with a team. I, I have a team. I have a company. We're called we're Toothless Studios. Right here. If Toothless y'all don't Studios. know Toothless Studios, yes, shout sure. out to you guys. We sort of we're a project based company. So I guess me now it's like whenever we get a project, I most of the time if there's VFX involved, my job is to see how to shoot the music vid on set for it to be easier for us in post-production, which is when we do the visual effects or when we do the 3D. Yeah. So, it's usually like, there will be a meeting every once in a while where I have to know what camera, like, what camera angles the director wants. Mm. And then, I'll have to see if the visual effects is possible with that camera angle. If not, I'll have to suggest another way of doing it. Mm. And then, after that meeting, it's usually like, the shoot day is like a few days after. Right. So it's gonna be like I have to sort of be on set to see if like I'm getting every shot I need. Yeah. As the person who's gonna do the VFX. But okay. usually that's not in the same day. So like right, in right, a day, right. it, I, there would be a meeting. There would be hours and hours of me sitting on the computer doing the VFX. Yeah. There would be hours and hours of me waiting for the export to finish. And then maybe eat once in a while. <laughs> you gotta eat. You gotta eat. <laughs> but then yeah, so it, it, it's going to be a mix of countless of meetings. If there's no meetings, I'm probably doing the VFX of a project that I shot a yeah. week ago, two weeks ago. And then exporting. If not, then I'm probably catching up on sleep. Dang. Yeah. You know, that kind of sounds like… Kind of sounds like my life. Yeah, not right? As, not as like, I guess like… Uh, I mean, time consuming. Okay. I would say because I don't have to wait for exports. Yeah. You know, but… When I say I relate to it, I guess I could say if somebody were to ask me about my day, I can't tell you what it looks like because it changes every day. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So I guess that's the same for you. Yeah. It is. It is It is hard. I. You can relate to this. It's hard for me to explain to people what I do every day. Right. Because what I'm doing last month is f- like so different from what I'm doing this month. No. Exactly. It's exactly. Like, it's like… I, how, how do I explain it? Yeah. You know? Like… I wish I could say every day I wake up at 8 a.m. I start doing this and doing that yeah. and doing that. Uh, but each day demands different different things, yeah, exactly. right? You have different 
boxes to tick. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, uh, just just for the people who who don't understand, um, you also have to be at the shoots. Yeah. So like people ideally. can't just people can't just be like filming and then giving you the yeah. stuff for you to. Ideally, the easiest way and for to make sure everything is like possible, it's to have a supervisor on set. Because mm-hmm. it happens sometimes where they're like, hey, we shot this music vid, but we kind of need VFX. C- can you do anything with these shots? And then they send me the shots. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's possible. Sometimes I'll be able to do something. But most of the time, it's like they have this giant crazy idea yeah. that needs specific things on set. Yeah. And then when they send it to me, I'll just be like, nope, it's not possible. Uh, and then it's like it's hard to explain why as well because they don't know what I'm doing. Like, yeah. w- like a VFX artist, what they do. So it's hard to explain why I can't do it. Yeah. But then it's because if you want to have VFX in the shot, ideally you have someone to supervise on set, right. someone to meet with before you even shoot so that you can have the perfect shot for the VFX to work flawlessly. Right. So yeah. that it can can shine through without any anything like being off about it. Yeah, exactly. That's insane. Like yeah. I didn't know that you needed I thought you could just like film anything and like no, all right, let's just add VFX. It works it. sometimes. Like yeah. sometimes I could be like, this can work. And then I could it might be hard for me, but yeah. like it's doable. So I'll do it either way. Right, right. Yeah. But also I wanna like push for the fact that like please have your supervisors on set. It's gonna make our lives easier. It's gonna make the result of the video a lot better. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And you know, something that I, I wanted to talk about and um, everybody has their own creative processes. Um, I hope you don't mind bringing this up. Mm. But you know, since I've known you for this X amount of time, I actually also know that you have um, ADHD. Oh yeah, I do. Um, and that's <laughs> something that you don't really talk about in general. No, not really. Right? I, I don't think a lot of people know that um, about you that you, you do have ADHD. Um, in relation to, to to having ADHD and I guess dealing with that, how does your creative process look like? And I guess, do you find that your ADHD kind of, does it help at all? Or do you find that it also brings you down in some ways? What are ways that you compensate? Damn, that's a good question. It's like 100% of both. Like sometimes it's the reason why I can accomplish this thing. Because yeah. I'm so into it yeah but then at the same time it's because sometimes i have these moments where i don't want to do it at all and i'll wait until the last hour to do it and it's like it's all on me it's like it's on me yeah like that's all my fault but then it's like the struggle of getting myself to get to work sometimes is like it's so stressful like i'll just sit in front of my desk the whole day the program's open but i'm just like i can't get my hands to get it done at but, all. But why? Like uh, for 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 I guess for most of us who don't really know how it feels like to 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 be living with ADHD, why would that be something that happens? I think it's also like a big mix of if I'm passionate about the project. Mm. If I if it's like if I'm just doing the project because I because I need to do the project, it might be hard for me to wake up and then do it. 
Mm. I'll have to like prep myself the whole day to do mm. it. Please still hire me, by the way. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I still yes. get it done. You know yeah. what I mean? Every time. I still Every get time. it done. But then, if there's like this project where like I know it's something I love and I love the, let's say it's a music vid. I love the song. I love the concept. I love the shots that need that I need to work on. I'll probably like the moment I get home, I'm already doing it, and then I'll probably like finish like weeks beforehand. Mm. That kind of thing, which is also weird because yeah. like. I guess doing 500 a day sort of trained my ADHD mm. to get something done every day. Yeah. Because I really sometimes… Like the first few months, I'd forget that I'm doing this daily thing. And I'll wait until like the last hour of the day to do it. Mm. But then it came to a point where it's like… I'll feel unaccomplished if I don't do a daily. Mm. So it sort of trained me like whether I want to do it or not, I have to do it. Right. Because it… Obviously, you're doing it every day. It came to a point for me where it's like, I don't want to do it ever. Mm. Like, last few months, it's like, it feels like a chore. I don't want to do it, but I still have to. Yeah. And I think that was like a really good training for me. Like, whatever, whether you want to do it or not, you still have to do it. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, that helped my ADHD for the, my professional career. Like, whether the project is something I enjoy or not, I still have to get it done. Yeah. So ADHD is so it's so it's so crazy, bro. So it's like like the way that I interpret it is yes, sometimes your ADHD can be a catalyst wherever you get I mean something that I kind of understand is there's this thing called hyperfocus. Hyperfocus, right? exactly. And then it can also bring you down in a way. But then part of your creative process is you've taken the time out to I guess build discipline. So yes. that you can compensate for the days that you don't feel like doing it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I sort of trained myself to like… If I sense that I'm not… That my ADHD is going to act up soon. Yeah. It's a weird thing to… Like, it's not that I can sense when it's coming. But I, I just know from the start when like this project is not really my thing. Yeah. And I'll have a… I'll, ha- I'll be fighting my ADHD to get it done. Mm. I sort of prep myself na, the, so that like… I'll let my ADHD go crazy for these next few days mm-hmm. so that I can force myself to work after that. Gotcha. So I, I like I'll sort of accept it that I'm not gonna work on it at all yeah. these next few days. Because I know that I have to do it like later on. Yeah. So I so it's like I won't pressure myself to work on it every day. Yeah. Cause I know that I'll get drained, I'll get burnt out. Yeah. And I really can't get myself to burn out. In this industry, yeah. it's it's the worst thing ever. So yeah, I sort of learned to work with my ADHD rather than fight it. Yeah, that's I guess it's important it to, is, to, yeah. to to understand. Everybody has their own thing, but obviously, living with something like uh, like an ADHD, um, like the steps to compensate are, are a bit more complicated than what most people have when they deal with stress, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good thing that you have where you know your tools to, to, to pull out every time you need to get something done. Yeah, yeah. But besides the the work involved, you know, dealing with, with ADHD, uh, in terms of the creativity, your ideas, your visuals. Because like, you know, obviously we flashed some of the stuff that he did for the 500 days. Um, wh- where do you think you get your your… Your visuals from because your visuals are crazy. Thanks, man. Especially okay. 
outside of the VFX, that that stuff is crazy. But then you know something like posting stuff like a day for five hundred days, like like where in general do you get your ideas from? You know, or like what what where does the point A start and the point B you know end? You know, that's a good question that I also had to ask myself before, because <laughs> they're like. Okay, my ideas, I'm I'm super into dystopia, like dystopic scenes. So am I. Yeah, it's I love it's Blade like, Runner. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And like I think my love for for that ever since like high school sort of that's like the root in my brain for like when I think of a, a nice image, it's probably gonna be dystopic. From in my case. So at least I have like a starting point. It's gonna be dystopic, whether I like it or not. Mm. And for scenes, I don't know how it starts, but sometimes I guess what I can say is like sometimes if I have no ideas, because there are days when like my brain isn't working, but I have to post something. I'll just put like a basic element, like maybe a ball or maybe a giant cube. I'll work around that. I'll like I'll make that the center as basic as as it is. I'll make that that giant floating ball like the center of my piece. Yeah. How do I make it look nicer? So I'll play around with the lights, and even if I have no path, I'll just place it where I know it's gonna look good. Mm. And then from there, like you're gonna start to see a path going. That's where you sort of start to get into detail. Like, what's the story behind this ball? So maybe I'll put a person staring at the ball. Mm. And then maybe that person is like on his knees. Yeah. So what is like, is he worshipping the ball? Mm. You know, so it's like from nothing, just get yourself to put something. Or like if you're not doing dailies, like if you need to draw something, you have no idea. Just draw, literally just draw something. Mm. You're going to get an idea from that something. Whether whether it's like as basic as a ball or like a circle. From there, that's where like I sort of build my the story behind the artwork maybe. Because yeah. some yeah, because I guess sometimes also I will have an idea in my head like, oh damn, it would be cool if there's like this astronaut that's like the rocket ship's broken behind him yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. like a fire. Maybe I'll do that today and then I'll do it. But then sometimes if I don't, then I'll do that. That's, Basic shapes. That's actually good advice. I feel like that advice can uh, apply to a lot of different fields. Like with me and writing my music, I, I write my own songs, right? So yeah. sometimes I get my get in my head in terms of let's say I do like like yourself mm-hmm. if I feel like writing about an astronaut with a broken rocket ship yeah. on fire then I'll do that it's easy yeah. right because yeah. you have the idea but when you don't sometimes I forget that all I need to do is just put a word down literally start and, 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 and see exactly. where it goes right and I think that's important for, for any creative to hear exactly. is just the the value of just starting and allowing yourself to see where it goes exactly Early on, when I when I was doing music and I couldn't find ideas, there'd be moments where I'd start, but I wouldn't allow myself to see where it goes, just because I just felt like ah, today's not my day. Mm, mm. You know what I mean? But I feel like at this point, you know, I mean, I've been doing music a little for a while now. I, I'm trying to adopt that, yeah, you know, subconsciously as well, where I'm just like, you know, let the pen flow, kind of thing. So yeah, that's 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 really good advice. It is, and like. Literally, all it takes is just starting. That's right. It. That's all that it takes. Yeah. Just start. Yeah, exactly. What, there's this 
funny little quote that I, one of my friends, we, we were just talking about it. Um, it's this quote that says, done is better than perfect. Would you mm. say that's a lot of, like, do you relate to that quote? Done is better than perfect. Yeah. 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 Because that, there's a quote related to that in the movies. It's like, a movie is never finished. It's just released. Wow. Because, especially in the VFX industry, it, it's also like depending on <clears throat> how long did you did they give you to edit it. Right. If it's like a shot that takes like months but they only gave you a week, you still have to release it. Right. And no matter like even the most perfect like sh- movie, I'm sure like the director has some comments, the editors have some comments. Even though it's beautiful to the audience, I'm sure there's like details that they like the crew wants to get done. But they just have to release it. And yeah. that doesn't mean that they think it's not nice. It's just that they want it to be perfect. Right. But it just has to get released. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I super agree with that. Like, yeah. like art is never really finished. They just I have swear. to release it. Like they just have to they just have to say that it's done. Yeah. Put the pen down. Exactly. Exactly. There's like Yeah. I feel, I feel like this branch or stuff, we could talk about this all day. I know, too. dude. Yeah. I was having a conversation with uh with Trizzy. Yeah. You know Trizzy. Yeah. Shout out to you. Shout bro. out Trizzy. Uh but he was he was talking about like we were working on a song. I was just telling him, hey, can we add this? Can we add that? And he was like, Hold on. I think let's just pause Muna because I have a tendency to overproduce. Like, even he himself finds a difficult like line to draw finds it difficult to draw a line in terms yeah. of where it'll end. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah and e- even even myself, you know, with, with with my music, sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe I could add a verse here. Are the ad libs not enough? You know, but then at the end of the day, I guess if it's good, it's good. No, done is better exactly. than than, exactly. than perfect. And you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we could talk about as creatives for sure. But uh, from your perspective in your field, um, what kind of struggles do you see in, in, in your industry as an individual first and foremost? And what kind of struggles do you think anybody in general has in an industry like, let's say specifically film, let's mm. say music videos in general? Mm. Okay. One that I've already had trouble with and I'm sure has been a problem for years is… Because when I wanted to work, I did research on like, how is VFX in the Philippines? And then people have been commenting about this already. It's that it's not as known in the Philippines that when people get projects that have VFX, they don't really know how to communicate. Like, I need, like, they're like, hey, I need this shot. And I'll be like, yeah, that's doable. Like, all right, can you send it to us tomorrow? I'm like, wait, give me a month. And then you have to explain why it takes a month. You're like, okay, because I have to do this. And after that, I have to wait like a week for this to process. And then after that, it's like, it's it's known. But like, we haven't been exposed to it at, like that much. And it's not really their fault, is it? It's not their fault. Like, every VFX artist in the Philippines is really good. It's just that time constraint can make the result look like they don't know what they're doing. When I can defend them and say they know exactly what they're doing. And they're really good at it. It's just that we need to sort of get the 
Philippines to know like… Not just the Philippines, but like… It's a lot harder than it is. And it, there, it takes a lot more time than you think. There might be some shots that we could do in like five seconds. But For like sure. that doesn't mean that every shot takes five seconds to do. Some shots might take a month to do. Like a three second shot might take a month. It's hard to explain why like this shot takes five seconds but this shot takes one month. And then you're gonna have to go like explaining and then… Even though they're not, even though they're nodding, you know deep down inside they don't get, they it. Don't get it. Yeah. yeah. You know what's interesting about that statement is like, I think a lot of what people in the Philippines understand, and myself included, about like certain TV shows, mm-hmm. it's interesting to hear you defending them because yeah. I'm not gonna lie, you know, at least the early, let's say post 2010s, especially before 2010s, anytime there was a VFX, a uh, piece of VFX in a show, It'd be the subject of laughter. Exactly. Of, yeah, yeah. of you know, memes and, I get it. and clowning. I get it. It's, it looks funny. But yeah. like, exactly my point. Like, it looks funny, but it's not, it might, like most of the time, it's not in the fault of the VFX team. Like, I can defend them forever saying, they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Like, the fact that they even got to produce that yeah. means, like, a lot already. They were probably given... I don't want to like exaggerate, but like sometimes it happens that they're gonna give you like a week to do an entire episode of visual effects, like mm. with a bunch of visual effects. So the fact that they managed to produce an entire episode with visual effects is like they have my respect, like massive respect. Yeah. So like if y'all was clowning, he said it first. <laughs> They're talented. They're talented individuals. So we're clowning them for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And Um, look, like, I have my fair share of, like, shots where, like, I, once it was released, I couldn't even watch Mm. because it was so cringe. Yeah. And it's, like, not defending myself. Or maybe, like, I'm defending the industry in general. Yeah. Not really, I'm not entirely to blame. Like, I can, I can spend a month. And do that exact same shot and show you what I can do. Mm. But the fact that we had to, we were given this amount of time, that's all we can give you. Like, I know everyone in the industry knows what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's basically where I stand. That's a big struggle. Mm. That, yeah. That, you know, this just makes me think that communication, there's, there's a huge value in the idea of community. I, I've seen this guy talk. In terms of um, how he talks to clients and stuff like that. Like I've seen how you're able to to explain why things are the way that they are. And why, let's say this. I've seen that in action already, yeah. right? Which is a good thing. I think in general, communication is, is, is a great thing to have. Because like, even for me, I find myself, it, it's, it's kind of sensitive. When I talk to somebody who produces, I don't produce. I don't make beats. Mm. If if I'm telling them, hey, can we get a beat done by tomorrow? That's insensitive of me. Now, obviously, it might be at, it might be ignorant at first because I don't really know what's going on. But now that I know what's going on, if I make that demand, that's ignorant and insensitive, right? Yeah. And if I exactly. don't know how to like communicate, that's why I'm also trying to learn the language of like production so that the workflow is easier mm. and then they can also tell me why I can't do this or do that. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy to see you communicating your stuff well. That's and I guess like, you know, 
this is like whatever you guys are doing, your generation right now with VFX is helping the next generation in terms of when they start working with big companies as well. I, you know, obviously we hope that by then the companies will also be able to understand. Yeah, that, you know? yeah. It's like I've worked with directors before. When I started working with them, they knew nothing about VFX. But because of working with them multiple times, they also said like, I'm going to try and learn this a bit so that the next time I talk to you, I have an idea and mm-hmm. I know how it'll be easier for you. And like that, that's like, that means a lot to me. And like, I know some directors now that do their own VFX. Wow. Yeah. Because of working with me. And like, yeah. that means a lot to me already. It's like, and it's not like, I'm like, hey dude, why aren't you getting me? Why'd you learn it yourself? It's more of like, hats off to you, dude. Because yeah. like, that, that, that shows a lot about how much you love your craft as a director. And like, since you love VFX and you loved what I did for you, you wanted to learn it yourself. It's like, like a bow down to you. Like, hats off, man. Yeah, and that's like, that's the beauty about like, not trying to gatekeep information, not yeah, trying to yeah. gatekeep your craft because it just, it only just makes everyone else better. Like, as in, when I say everyone else, I'm talking about Filipinos in general, you know? Yeah. Talking about the industry, right? Okay. Specifically, film, VFX in film, VFX in music videos, um, outside of personal art, where was, where do you think the industry was before you started in your point of view? And where do you think it's headed from, I guess, this point onwards? Okay. Um, well, before I knew that, because I've been researching, like, I'm always on Reddit. I'm always on, on Google. I don't know any other site. Reddit. Like, like basically like internet Quora. forums. Yeah, 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 forums basically. Yeah. That like people who were in the industry, they, they talk about it. And I, I, that's all I read. Like, because I know that after I graduate, that's where I'm going. Yeah. So it's like, I was very aware of like, like what I said before, like the meme sort of VFX in TV shows. Mm-hmm. I was very aware of that. And like, I do agree there are some shots that do look funny. But like, I knew that once I get in the industry in the future, I'm going to produce shots that are going to be memes. Like, they're going to be laughed at probably. But I knew that that's where we all have to go through. Mm-hmm. But then the pandemic struck. And like, I feel like somehow I've already showcased that VFX is possible with what I've done. For sure. Like, I'm pretty sure like the, the some of the music vids I did, I'm sort of proud of them than, like I'm also proud of them. As you should be. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I feel like they already made people, like maybe a few people realize like, oh wow, we can actually do VFX yeah. in the Philippines. So it's like, I guess I'm blessed that like, what I saw VFX before, I didn't, like I sort of changed it a little bit maybe. Like I made it turn a bit. Because what I hope for in the future is that like I'll keep doing this, but not just me. A bunch of people keep doing this, keep showcasing in like projects as small as like a short film or like mm. a music vid that it's very possible and that we are like the Filipino VFX industry is very talented. Yeah. That like the clients who get us will sort of learn also how to get us in the right way. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I hope it's gonna go. To the point where it's like we look like we top every other like like how do I say this? 
like where was I going with this? Basically, where what we I look, yeah, yeah, like we sort of top like the VFX like ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just before, yeah. like, I get it. Like TV shows, movies in the Philippines, like the deadlines are pretty strict. So I I kind of knew that like we don't have that much time when it comes to editing. Yeah. So I kind of accepted that, and I kind of like like I said like I sort of knew I would be making probably cringy shots once I start, but then thanks to like doing the five hundred days and maybe the like all the time I had to work on my craft, I I sort of like. Showed a bit that I can that that VFX is possible, like good VFX. Yeah, I'm not saying my VFX were good. I guess, like, but I'm just saying like, like world class, or like, I guess, or like industry what's standard, another word? Industry standard, I, maybe, industry level, maybe something I don't know. like that. You but know basically, what I, mean? I guess maybe you don't have maybe quality. I guess you know quality versus quantity. Sure, because it's like. Every episode, like there's an episode every week, yeah. so like you have to make VFX every week. Right. But then, like I'm blessed to have projects that allowed me to take my time, and pr- like showcase what I can do. Yeah. And what I hope for in the future is that a lot of other people get projects that allow them to take their time and show that a lot of us can do this. Yeah. And it's gonna grow to like leveling up. In every aspect, in film, in music vids as well, shempre, and in like short films, in in any other aspect. Yeah. That like, if you let us hone our craft and if you let us take our time, yeah. we really, really can, like, give you exactly what you want. For sure. And that's what I hope for in the future. And that's what I'm trying to do. Like, with the small projects I have. Yeah. Like I'm still giving it my all. Yeah. And then, eventually, I hope it's like gonna keep like people will start to see like oh this is like the right path yeah. for this industry let's keep let's keep going this path yeah you, you know every time i talk to a talented creative when they talk about their uh their their craft like super passionately the, the only thing that goes in my head is like sometimes we don't realize the work that we do has an effect whether it's a small ripple or a big wave that actually like that pushes things forward, you know what I mean? Like when you say, when you humbly say that I think I might have changed things, you know, that's not a unfair statement. You might have, you might have already done that for a lot of people in terms of, let's say the director that you worked with, the next time he works with another VFX artist, maybe, maybe somebody else, maybe he'll know already, yeah. you know what I mean? That, yeah, yeah. That's important what you're doing, you know? Yeah. It's important to try to, I don't know, ma- improve things i guess outside of having you know a legacy you know you're also making changes for 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 other people to i guess shine as well yeah yeah i just want to end with um two more questions for you all right um so the first question it's actually kind of like the same question like an a and a b thing but if you could give yourself advice from years ago before you started what advice would you give yourself and if you could give advice to anybody else who's interested in, you know, coming into your space or into the VFX space, what advice would you give them? Wow. All right. What advice I would give myself is probably, they might sound cliche as hell, but like, 
one is definitely like don't be afraid. I would love to tell my past self that like I'm confident where he's going is the right way. And I think just keep doing what he's doing. Like I would tell myself that confidently he's going down the right path. Because what I was doing before is I would research about the industry that I'm currently going in right now. And I think that was the right thing to do. And I'm, I'd like to tell myself that I'm proud of myself. Like, don't be afraid. Just keep doing what you're doing. Because I don't see myself going in any other industry anyway. Like, I'm not going to be a doctor or something. It's like the only path I see myself going. And I'd like to tell him that like, I'm proud of him. Keep doing what you're doing. For other people that want to get in the industry, I think one important thing is you have to have some sort of accountability. Like, that's how you sort of grow as well. Uh, my, my way of holding myself accountable is that I had to post something every day. And if I didn't, it's not really that I failed, but eventually the, the, the streak of posting every day got so big that I will feel like a failure if I end it. And the way that I know that I did my part that day is I posted something. And I'm not telling you guys to do a daily. I would recommend it, but I would just say like maybe don't do 500. That was way too much. It, it's maybe get uh, some sort of accountability by posting. You don't really have to post to sh get views. Just make sure that it's out there. People will find you eventually. No matter how crappy it is, no matter how much you put, how much effort you put, no matter how bad it came out, post it. it it's, it's still something you made. Some people might find it nice. If you don't like it, some people might find it nice. That was one thing that… That was one of my rules when I did dailies. Like, no matter how bad it is, it still had to go out. And it, my goal wasn't really to grow every single day. Like, the, my daily today had to be better than the one yesterday. That was not really the case. Like, I really just needed to post something every day. And that's how I grew. Like, in the long term. Not really every day. So… Find a way to be accountable. Like, show your friends your works. If you don't want to post it, show your friends your works. Like, hang it on the wall. If you have like a, a wall, even you're drawing, just draw and post it there somehow so you can see your growth. You know what I mean? Accountability is one, one of the best ways to grow. And you might not see it early on, but like in the long term, if you have some way of viewing your works, it really will show you how far you've gotten. Was that a good advice? Yeah, that was crazy good advice. Um, I guess it boils down to just betting on yourself, no? Yeah. And then also, I guess, sticking to whatever regimen or routine you choose to do, right? It's not… Like, I like what you said. You don't have to follow exactly what you did, but find your own flow, whatever yeah. works for you, Deba. So yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate that advice. Uh, again… All advice here on Coco's Corner, I think, applies to anybody in general. And every time I hear a piece of advice from you, my other guests, it, it definitely applies to me and we're always taking notes. So, yeah. again, man, thank you for sharing that. Of course, man. Um, I'm definitely uh, noting that down and, 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 my and boy. saving that, you know what I'm saying? But for everybody at home, uh, this was Coco's Corner episode 3. Thank you guys for still staying in tune. Again, shout out to Toothless for the space. Appreciate you guys. Um, and yeah, before we end, Miko, can you please tell everyone at home where they can follow you, where they can continue to support your VFX career? 
Sure. So, um, follow my Instagram, if you will. <laughs> it's at Miko underscore Del underscore Rosario. That's where I post most of my art. Most of my… I don't really post much of my works there. But every once in a while, I try and keep it alive. I try and post like an artwork maybe three times a month now. Nice. I don't do it every day anymore. Okay. Three times a month is my goal. And I have a YouTube account, but I don't post on it anymore. And like… But still, it's Miko Del Rosario if you'd I like see. to support it. Everywhere, it's Miko Del Rosario. Check out my website, MikoDR.com. But yes. I have not updated it. You'll see a site that's like halfway finished. Like, <laughs> You know what? I'm sure they're still going to enjoy everything that's on there. So I again, hope so. Follow this guy. Thank you for having… Of course, man. I thank you for joining me today. Thank of course, you for joining man. me today. No problem. Um, Thanks for having me. Stay tuned for Coco's Corner episodes. The last episode of season one is coming out next week. So stay tuned for that. Thank you. If you like the content, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. And again, thank you for watching. Peace.